Love Talk Radio. And because 
the Lord has revealed Angola who is in the land. Na kwa sababu Bwana amefungulia Angola ni nani aliye katika nchi. Elijah moved from Bethel to Gilgal to Jordan to go. Elia alitoka Bethel Gilgal kwenda Yorodani kwenda. So the prophet of the Lord is moving from here to a double portion of revival in Angola for the church to enter. Kwa hivyo nabii wa Mungu anatoka hapa kwenda Angola kwa upako madadufu ili kanisa lipate kuingia. I see Kenya is open. Ninaona Kenya hii wazi. I see Kenya is ready. Ninaona Kenya hii tayari. But Angola is not yet ready. Lakini Angola haiko tayari bado. Time is finished. Na wakati umekwisha. Time is over. Wakati umeisha. Please release the prophet to Angola. Tafadhali achilieni nabii aje Angola. Please let the valuable mighty man of God, the one sent by God to come to Angola. Tafadhali wachilieni nabii mkuu wa Mungu aliyetumwa na Mungu aje kule Angola pia. Let me tell you something. Hebu niwaambie kitu. If you don't know. Kama mjui. The Bible. Biblia. Then you don't know what's happening here. Mmeisiza bana fanyika hapa. But we know what is happening here. Kwa matajua kile ambacho tafanyika hapa. This is he. He ni yeye. I have agreed I'm going to Angola. Nimekubali ninaenda Angola. So Angola can also enter. Ili Angola Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of Numbers chapter 9. Kitabu cha hesabu mlango wa 9. We are reading from the book of Numbers chapter 9:15 to 23, right? Tunasoma katika kitabu cha hesabu mlango wa 9 mstari wa 15 hadi wa 23. Numbers chapter 9. Hesabu mlango wa 9. Same cloud. Wingu lile lile. Same God. Mungu yule yule. Same purpose. Kusudi lile lile. Numbers 9. Hesabu mlango wa 9:15 to 23. 15 hadi 23. By the way, you can also read it from Exodus chapter 40 verses 34 to 38. Na pia waweza kuisoma katika kitabu cha kutoka mlango wa 40 mstari wa 34 hadi wa 38. He says, Anasema, On the day the tabernacle the tent of the covenant law was set up. Na siku hiyo maskani iliposimamishwa Yaani hema ya kukutania the cloud covered it Lile wingu likaifunika maskani Meaning when they completed the tabernacle the cloud descended Kumaanisha kwamba walipomaliza ile maskani wingu lilishuka And he says from evening till morning the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire Wakati wa jioni likawa juu ya maskani mfano wa moto hata asubuhi That is how it continued to be the cloud covered it and at night it looked like fire ndivyo ilivyokuwa siku zote lile wingu lilifunika kwa mfano wa moto usiku 
Whenever the cloud lifted above the tent, the Israelites set out. Na kila lilipoinuliwa lile wingu juu ya ile hema, ndipo wana wa Israeli waliposafiri. Whenever the cloud settled, na mahali lilipokaa lile wingu, the Israelites encamped. Ndipo wana wa Israeli walipopiga kambi yao. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out. Kwa amri ya Bwana, wana wa Israeli walisafiri. And at his command they encamped. Na kwa amri yake walipiga kambi. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, wakati lile wingu lilipokaa juu ya maskani, they remained in camp. Walikaa katika kambi yao. He says when the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, na anasema na lile wingu lilipokawia juu ya maskani siku nyingi, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order. Ndipo wana wa Israeli walipolinda malinzi ya Bwana and did not set out. Wala hawakusafiri. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days. Na pengine lile wingu lilikaa juu ya maskani siku chache. At the Lord's command they encamped. Ndipo kwa amri ya Bwana walikaa katika kambi yao. And then at his command they set out. Na tena kwa amri ya Bwana walisafiri. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning. Na pengine lile wingu lilikaa tangu jioni hata asubuhi. And when it lifted in the morning they set out. Na lile wingu lilipoinuliwa asubuhi walisafiri. Whether by day or by night. Au kama lilikaa usiku na mchana pia whenever the cloud lifted mara tu lile wingu lilipoinuliwa they set out ndipo waliposafiri whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days ikiwa lile wingu lilikawia likikaa juu ya maskani siku mbili a month au mwezi or a year au mwaka the israelites would remain in camp wana wa Israeli walikaa katika kambi yao and not set out wasisafiri but when it lifted bali lilipoinuliwa they would set out walisafiri at the lord's command kwa amri ya bwana they encamped walipiga kambi and at the lord's command na kwa amri ya bwana they set out walisafiri they obeyed the lord's order wakayalinda malinzi ya bwana in accordance with his command sawa sawa na amri zake kwa mkono wa Musa same cloud wingu lile lile same god mungu yule yule same purpose kusudi lile lile listen to this now sikizeni hii sasa when the lord came to deliver the house of jacob wakati bwana alikuja kuikomboa nyumba ya yakobo they had never been this way before hawakuwa wamewahi kuwa upande huu hata They'd never been on this way going to the promised land. Hawakuwa wamewahi kuwa katika njia hii ielekeayo katika nchi ya ahadi. And so along the journey, na basi katika safari, there was a little bit of confusion. Palikuwepo na kuchanganyikiwa kiasi. In that journey, katika hiyo safari, the horrors of this world appeared. Makora wa ulimwengu huu wakajitokeza. They began to contest the word of God. Wakaanza kulipinga neno la Mungu. So Korah appeared. Kwa hivyo Korah alijitokeza. At some point, na wakati fulani, they also said, pia wakasema that they long for meat. Ya kwamba walikuwa wanatamani nyama. 
the large cucumbers na matango makubwa makubwa and so at one point na kwa hivyo wakati fulani they were even saying that they need to go back to egypt hata walikuwa wanasema kwamba wanataka kurudi misri meaning they never understood kumaanisha kwamba kamwe hawakuelewa the mission and vision of god misheni na maono ya bwana for israel kwa ajili ya israeli And so when the Lord saw such a tremendous rebellion. Na kwa hivyo wakati Bwana aliona uasi mkuu namna hiyo. Then he was compelled to come. Basi alilazimika aje. Because the plan was. Kwa maana mpango ulikuwa kwamba that one day the messiah would come through them. Ya kwamba siku moja masia angalikuja kupitia wao. And deliver humanity. Na kuwakomboa binadamu. But they seem not to have understood it. Lakini nikana kwamba hawakuielewa and they started going back na wakaanza kurudi nyuma they were saying no let us go back walikuwa wanasema kwamba hapana wacha turudi in fact at one point they were saying egypt now is the land of milk and honey na hata wakati mmoja walikuwa wanasema kwamba sasa misri ndio inchi ya maziwa na asali and so when the lord saw that na basi wakati bwana aliona hayo when there was maximum rebellion palipokuwa na uasi wa hali ya juu kabisa sana then the lord came ndipo bwana akaja and i look at this na ninapoitazama hii and i look at the church na kuliangalia kanisa then i realize that the bible is repeating right there ndipo ninagundua kwamba biblia inajirudia papo hapo because this is also the hour of maximum rebellion in the church kwa maana pia huu ndio wakati wa uasi mkuu zaidi sana kanisani This is the hour when the vision and mission of God for the church has been lost. Wakati ambapo misheni na maono ya Bwana juu ya kanisa yamepotea. The reason he came to Israel sababu aliyokuja Israeli is because they did not know the way to that place. Ni kwa sababu hawakujua njia ya kufika mahali pale. And then God would have been put to shame. Alafu Mungu angeyaibika. If the journey flopped. Iwapo safari ile ingesambaratika. But we too. Lakini nasi pia. The church has never been this way before. Kanisa halijawahi kamwe kuwa upande huu. And if the church does not enter. Na iwapo kanisa halitaingia. The devil will laugh. Shetani atacheka. He will ask Ataulisa, then what was the cross all about Basi sasa msalaba ulikuwa unamaanisha nini basi What was Calvary all about Calvary maana yake ilikuwa ipi sasa God will be put to shame Mungu ataibika So he came Na basi alikuja You could say Waweza kusema that the reason he comes to Israel Yakoba sababu anayokuja Israeli is to give them direction ni kuwapa mwelekeo and you could say na vile vile waweza kusema that the reason he comes to the church ya kwamba sababu anayokuja kanisani is to give her direction ni kulipa kanisa mwelekeo the leadership of god in the church uongozi wa mungu kanisani it is this way ni upande huu let us go this way hebu na tukaende upande huu because when he gave them direction kwa maana wakati alipowapa mwelekeo Sikiza hii sasa one of the ways moja wapo ya njia zile actually went straight through the red sea ilienda moja kwa moja katika bahari ya shamu 
No, don't do that. Don't do that. Wakasema hapana hapana usifanye hivyo. We, we have women and children here. Don't do that. Tuko na wanawake na watoto hapa. Usifanye hivyo. But he faced the red sea straight with them. Lakini alikabiliana na bahari ya shamu moja kwa moja pamoja nao. And when he faced the red sea. Na alipokabiliana na bahari ya shamu. Look at this now. Angalia hii sasa. He drowned the enemies of Israel there. Aliwazamisha maadui wa Israeli pale. How then will the Lord drown the enemies of the church if she don't follow Jehovah? Na basi je, ni kwa namna gani Bwana atakavyozamisha maadui wa kanisa iwapo kanisa halitamfuata Yehova? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is a good way to go. Kwa hivyo hii ni njia bora zaidi ya kufuata. Alikabiliana na bahari shamu. At one point the same cloud. Na wakati mmoja wingulile lile. Place darkness between them and the enemy. Akaweka giza kati yao na adui. This is a good place to be. This is leadership now. Hapa ni mahali bora zaidi pa kuwepo. Huu ni uongozi sasa. He comes to centralize the cross in the church. Anakuja kuukweza msalaba kanisani. He comes to remind you about the blood. Anakuja kuwakumbusha juu ya damu. He comes to tell you that this is the way. Anakuja kuambieni ya kwamba hii ndio njia. That the way to the kingdom goes through the cross. Ya kwamba njia ya kuingia kwa ufalme hupita kwa msalaba. May look very difficult sometimes in a modern church. Yaweza kuonekana ngumu kabisa wakati mwingine katika kanisa la kisasa. But that is the way. Lakini hiyo ndiyo njia. And so the Lord has come to give leadership to the church. Na hivyo basi Bwana amekuja kulipa kanisa uongozi. That he may lead us. Ili ya kwamba na akatuongoze. Remember Christ Jesus finished the beautiful job at Calvary. Kumbuka kwamba Kristo Yesu aliimaliza ile kazi ya kupendeza Calvary. Now this glory latter glory has come na sasa huu utukufu wa nyakati za mwisho umekuja to help the church prepare for that big day ili kulisaidia kanisa kujiandaa kwa ajili ya hiyo siku kubwa Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so when you read the book of Deuteronomy chapter 133 he says Na basi ukisoma katika kitabu cha kumbukumbu la Torati mlango wa kwanza mstari wa 33 anasema that it is he that went ahead of them to search the places find where there is water Ya kwamba ni yeye aliyewatangulia ili kuwatafutia taftia mahali kutafuta mahali palipo na maji There are no wild animals and then he came back and like this look na kuangalia iwapo hakuna wanyama mwitu alafu sasa akarudi namna hii to search a place for them ili kuwatafutia mahali and they were there na walipokuwa pale wakiliona wingu la utukufu aliwatangulia kwenda kuwatafutia mahali alafu akawaweka pale how awesome for the church now ni ya kupendeza kiasi kipi kwa kanisa sasa but one thing i want to underscore here lakini jambo moja ambalo ningependa kusisitiza hapa is this ni hili you see two israel unaona israeli mbili before the cloud comes kabla ya wingu kuja you see one israel that is very very disobedient waona israeli moja ambao ni wa kutokutii kabisa kabisa rebellion waasi but when the cloud came lakini wakati wingu lilikuja then you saw an israel that one million percent obedient ndipo unaona israeli ambao walikuwa watii asilimia milioni moja That is why I read the scriptures. Na ndio maana nilisoma hilo andiko. That when the cloud settles. Ya kwamba wakati wingu lilipotulia. Walipiga kambi. 
When the crowd lifted, na wakati wingu lilipoinuliwa walisafiri you never hear kamwe hausikii that when the cloud lifted they remained ya kwamba wakati wingu lilipoinuliwa walipiga kambi so you see two types of israel kwa hivyo waona aina mbili ya israeli one israel before the cloud israeli moja kabla ya wingu rebellious waasi disobedient wenye kutokutii contesting god wanaopingana na mungu but when the cloud arrived lakini wakati wingu lilipowasili everything else comes to stop kila kitu kingine kilifikia kiko And then now Israel becomes very obedient. Alafu sasa Israeli wanafanyika watii kabisa kabisa. And in doing so, na katika kufanya hivyo, he was able to lead them. Aliweza kuwaongoza. At one point, wakati mmoja, the same cloud comes over the elders. Wingu lile lile linakuja juu ya wazee. And you see when they come from there they are prophesying. Na waona kwamba wanapotoka kule wanatabiri the 70 elders wale wazee sabini. he also comes to anoint the pastor to anoint the church pia anakuja kuwatia mafuta wachungaji kulitia mafuta kanisa hallelujah hallelujah he comes to empower you anakuja kuwatia nguvu and when they began to prophesy na walipoanza kutabiri people said wow watu wakasema kwamba wow they are chosen of god wamechaguliwa na mungu this is so powerful hii ni ya nguvu kabisa And when they followed the cloud, na walipolifuata lile wingu, they became the people whose God is Jehovah. Wakafanyika watu ambao Mungu wao ni Yehova. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then you too now, alafu nanyi pia sasa, can be that elect. Mwaweza kuwa hao wateule. Because he is visiting you now. Kwa maana sasa anawatembelea. So the message is very clear to the church. Na basi ujumbe uko wazi kabisa kwa kanisa. Is the hour of obedience in the church. Ya kwamba hii ndiyo saa ya utiifu kanisani. That the church must now be obedient to the word of the Lord. Ya kwamba sasa ni lazima kanisa likawe tiifu kwa amri ya Bwana. To the leadership of God. Kwa uongozi wa Mungu. This is the hour it doesn't matter how disobedient you have been. Hii ndiyo saa Haijalishi pale awali umekuwa wa kutokutii kiasi kipi. Sasa ni lazima ukabadilike. Hallelujah. What a blessing to be here. What a blessing to be here. What a blessing to be in your blessed nation. And as we are standing, I want us to pray right away. Mighty Father in heaven The God of Abraham The God of Isaac The God of Jacob The mighty God of Elijah and Moses The God of Isaiah, Ezekiel and Daniel, 
Ezekiel le Daniel Mighty Father the God of our Lord Jesus Look today we are gathered here in the mighty name of Jesus that the nation of Botswana may get to hear this and prepare the way for the glorious coming of the Messiah. Mighty Father, heaven belongs to you and I plead with you today to open the gates of heaven over this land that this nation like Kenya may feed on the abundance of the house of the Lord that revival of this hour may come in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. What a blessing to be here at this very, very important time in the history of the church. What a great blessing for me to finally be in Botswana. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why do I come to Botswana? Why should I come to this beautiful nation? I, I have heard about you for a very long time very developed and it is true I saw when I came I saw your roads are more marked than the roads I see in Europe so it's very powerful. But why do I come to you now? Listen, precious people and servants of the Lord here. The reason the Lord brings me now is because the Lord, the God of heaven, He has already spoken with me. And He has spoken with me about a most important event. A most anticipated event. An event for which the church was born. 
That is how mighty it is. An event which was the reason for which the Holy Spirit came. And I want you to know that this is going globally. So I want you to know that this is the moment for Botswana. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because there is something the Lord is doing globally. And I don't know why Botswana first. Why I have not been to South Africa. And I, I pass there when I'm going to Venezuela and wherever. Only the Lord can tell why Botswana now. Did you understand me? I want us to understand very clearly some of these arrangements so that we may perceive, behold, the gravity of this. Now listen to this now. If the Lord has spoken with me about a most important event, then what is that event? Listen very carefully, precious The Lord Jehovah, He has spoken with me about the coming of the Messiah. Now listen to me. The Lord has spoken with me about the coming of the Messiah. And this is the event that the nations have been waiting for and continue to wait with a lot of anxiety. Why? Because that day is the reason the earth was created. That day is the reason Jesus went to the cross. That day is the reason the Holy Spirit came. Listen to me very carefully. Precious people. The day of the coming of the Lord. As I am going to share with you the conversation of the Lord. Is an irretrievable day. It will not be retrieved when it happens. And that's why. This becomes a very important forum. This is an important platform for preparing the church and also the nation of Botswana. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that 
when the nations will assemble when you look there you will see that Botswana has also assembled hallelujah okay now what then has the Lord said hallelujah hallelujah if the Lord has spoken with me about the coming of the Messiah, what then has the Lord said? And I want to move step by step. Step by step. Because I want to wash my hands before the Lord and tell him Lord I have given it to them faithfully as you gave it to them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In that way you can now decide in that way you can decide whether you want to enter or not. Because they say information is power. So once you have the information, I can wash my hands. So listen, precious people. The message I'm going to give you has a tremendous potential for revival. A historic revival. The tremendous revival of the end time of the Holy Spirit. But let me first begin from square one. When the Lord spoke with me, about the coming of the Messiah. What did the Lord say? That's where I want to begin today. And I'm going to walk you into a particular vision one by one. And those who can write, record, whatever you do, not to allow your memory let you down. And I'm sure we are recording a DVD, right? Now listen to this. What did the Lord say about the coming of the Messiah? And then what is the message to the church in Botswana? Listen very carefully. It was a vision of night. And that was November 1st, 2006. You can imagine how late the message has come. At about 3 a.m. in the morning. And in that vision I'm describing now, the Lord came to speak with me about the coming of the Messiah. It was about 3 a.m. 
2006 and the Lord had come to speak with me about the coming of the Messiah. What did the Lord say? Listen very carefully. In that vision, it was in the direction facing east. And I found myself looking into the sky. And when I looked into the sky, the Lord made me look at the thick, dark sky. And as I was looking at the thick, dark sky, very dark, then all of a sudden, heaven opened into the thick dark sky and when heaven opened into the thick dark sky then I saw the glory of the Lord beginning to descend from heaven into the thick dark sky and as the glory began to descend it did not come in one form the glory came in clusters several clusters one cluster another cluster and that glory as it came in several clusters it was amazing to me because the glory began to transform the darkness of the sky. And as the glory was transforming the darkness, it was illuminating the dark sky. It was giving light to the darkness of the sky. Listen, precious people, as I was paying attention to that development, that phenomenon in the sky, listen now, and then all of a sudden, out of that glory, when I looked inside heaven, through the entrance that was open, when I now manage to look through inside heaven, then I saw something that was of a different color. I saw the magnificence of the power of the majesty of the glory of God. But I also saw something inside. Within the brilliance of the glory of the Lord. I now saw another color. So I became interested in that color. And then the more I looked at that something inside heaven the more I realized that it was from small becoming larger and larger and larger and larger. It was becoming bigger and bigger. The more I looked at it, 
Everybody focus on me on this one now. And then when I was looking at that something, I realized it was golden in color. You can imagine the brilliant standing glory of the Lord. Now there is something golden in it. And then that something came all the way until it reached the entrance. That was open. When I now looked at it, then I realized that there were two mighty, most glorious, and powerful wedding rings. The Lord placed two mighty, powerful, most glorious wedding rings at the entrance to heaven. So you can imagine the spectacular that I was be, that, that was my eyes were beholding. And also the shock that I could see this. Wow. Inside that vision, I was shocked. I said, wow. And then, when he placed them at the entrance to heaven that was open. Look what he did with them. He began to flip them in opposite directions. So listen to this. This is very critical because this is the platform that launched that revival. The Lord placed two mighty golden glorious wedding rings at that entrance that was open in the sky. And then he began to flip them in opposite direction. Like this. Every ring was going in an opposite direction to the other. But in that vision, as I looked, he made me know that one ring belongs to the church and the other one belongs to the Messiah. So I, be, I had a problem. I began to have a problem in that vision. I began to wonder inside the vision. But these two wedding rings, they are very identical. There, if you put one mirror here, you see the other one. Then I began to have a problem. I began to say, how can now the Messiah wear the same ring as the church? Inside the vision, I began to have a problem. And so, 
I began to wonder in my own heart. Inside the vision. And you know. The reason the Lord speaks with his servants. When they are asleep. Because it's because he arrests them. He first arrests you. Like that you have no prejudices. Prejudices. Personal opinion. So whatever is happening to you is what the Lord is doing to you. Is what the Lord is want is, is wanting to happen to you. So when I became worried, how can the Messiah wear the same ring as the church? That was deliberately orchestrated by the Lord. But anyhow, when the two wedding rings were being flipped slowly in opposite direction, then I realized the reason the Lord was doing so. He wanted me to see number one, how much accomplishment that heaven had achieved towards that event. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How much accomplishment in fact I remember the Lord made me almost feel the sense of accomplishment he was feeling. It was like the Lord was saying that look how much I have achieved. And then further to that, I realized he wanted to show me the details on, on the wedding ring. I am describing very good. I am describing some of those details here. And when you look at the wedding rings themselves from outside, from where the Lord had lifted me up, they are made of very, very rich reddish brown gold. Very rich. Today I am so happy. I am sharing the secrets of heaven with the church in Botswana. <laughs> My heart is overflowing with joy. You know, in my human mind, I thought I was going to Gaberone. So why... Why Mahalapia? I don't know. Because if the message can be this important, I would have thought we should be in a stadium with all pastors, all people in Gaberone. But the ways of the Lord, I do not know. One day, 
when we get there, he may tell me why it was Mahalape first. But, but listen to this. So when I was looking there, I realized it was rich reddish brown gold. Very, very rich. Number two, he also made me know that the design that design even if I go everywhere on the earth I will never find it it is not anywhere on the earth and then number three he may this is very powerful he made me know that that design it is more like antique Something of old. Yeah, do you understand somebody? He's, he's saying that it is very expensive, very costly, very rich. And the design you cannot find today. It is like something antique of old. He made me know that. And when I looked at the surface of the wedding ring, from where he lifted me up, I thought that some drizzle, rain, small rain, drizzle, that, that some drizzle has, had fallen on the rain. Some drizzle had fallen on the rain. And, the, and there were droplets of water on the surface. That's what I thought. But then he made me know that those were not that those were not droplets of water. The, what I was seeing as droplets of water. They were the finishing of the ring. And the finishing was so powerful. Remember, the Lord is not showing me a movie. Just have that at the back of your mind as I he is not saying, look, I am idol. Let me go show him some movie. Make sure as I describe the details, that is at the back of your mind. There is a specific reason for each one of the items I'm describing. Listen to me, precious people. I found out they were dots of gold, dots that the, the Lord had used to beautifully finish the wedding ring. And he made me know that if I touched the wedding ring on the surface, I would feel the traction of those dots. Then after that, then the voice spoke from heaven. 
What did the voice say? The voice then said that from today on all authority in heaven and authority on the earth has been given to Christ Jesus. That is what the voice first said and then a silence appeared so now when I was looking at the wedding ring from that point on now I understood a little bit more about these wedding rings in the sky now I was saying to myself that wow, so these rings are the representation, the embodiment of the authority of Christ. So I was very stunned. I understood it better now a little bit. I said, wow. Oh, wow. So this is the authority of Christ. So this is the symbol of the authority of Christ. Don't worry, I am going to give you the revelation after this. But, but just allow me to describe. Listen to these precious people. The more I looked, with the silence consuming the skies then the voice spoke again what did the voice say this time around the voice said that look and see who is seated on the white horse and I remember that when I looked slightly above the wedding ring at the threshold of heaven, inside heaven a bit, but above the wedding ring. Then I was shocked because I saw the most powerful the most glorious the mightiest white horse of heaven and when I looked at the horse in that vision I did not understand the message the Lord wanted me to get the message I did not get when I looked at the powerful, most glorious white horse of heaven, I did not understand the message. Because I looked at it, then I wondered, what is the meaning of this? Until, when I looked at the behavior of the white horse, that is when I got the message. How did the white horse behave? 
today I am sharing the secrets of heaven. With the church of Christ in Botswana. I am very very honored and blessed today. Because as you will see very shortly you will not get this message anywhere else because of what has happened to the church that I'm going to describe here but listen how did the host behave so I can get my message to bring to Botswana and the nation look at how the host behaved he lifted his front legs he lifted his front leg and he put down very good so he lifted his front legs and he put them down and he lifted and put down and he was wagging the tail the tail like this like this like this and in English they say the neighing of the horse the neighing neighing of the horse the neighing of the horse. So when I heard that, and I saw that, then I understood the message the Lord wanted me to bring to the church on earth. Because He made me know that any moment this horse is going to be released. Do you understand now? That is the message finally I got. That any moment he is going to look, he's about to be released. He is about to be released. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then after that, I woke up. So what is the message to the church in Botswana? From that mighty conversation, the vision of the wedding ring. This is when I want all of you to now really focus on me. Very carefully, pastors, everybody here. What then is the message to the church in Botswana from that mighty vision of the wedding rings in the sky? But before I give the revelation, I want all of us to be on the same page. Because of what has happened to the church, world over, before I give the revelation, I want us to be on one page, one understanding all of us. In fact, these points I am going to give now, they will make you understand the revelation better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now let me begin. Number one. Every time the Lord speaks, 
Every time Jehovah speaks, you are the church of Christ. You must find it in the Bible. No, you don't understand what I'm saying. You don't understand what I'm trying to say. I'm saying because of what has happened to the church lately. It is important we sort out some things first. To avoid misunderstanding and confusion. And to bring correction to the dysfunction. He is saying, number one, that every time Jehovah speaks, you must find it in the Bible. And in fact, in other words, he's saying that if somebody comes and says, Look, Jehovah has spoken with me. And you don't find it in the Bible. You can dismiss it. You can say to yourself, The Lord has not spoken. And that man is not sent. He's not the prophet of the Lord. The Bible ought to be the standard. The Bible ought to be the benchmark. The yardstick for measuring when God has spoken. It ought to be the balance, the scale. You put the Bible here, and whatever they say the Lord has said, you put it here. And you see if it can weigh Hallelujah. up. Hallelujah. Hey, the moment of truth has arrived in Botswana. <laughs> Listen to me. Nobody, nobody will ever deceive you again. That's why I say, before I give the revelation, it is so critical that we first sort out certain few things. Number one, Santa, every time the Lord speaks, it must line up with scripture. You can almost tell where the problem went wrong in the church. When she failed to line it up, then everybody walked in and said, The Lord says, The Lord says, The Lord says. Then we have the situation we have today. Number two, every time the Lord speaks, He must always centralize 
the holiness of God in the church. The moment of truth is here. Every time the Lord speaks, when you look at that conversation, you should be able to see the holiness of God being raised. Did you understand that? It makes you begin to wonder now. What are these other things we have been listening to? He says, every time Jehovah speaks, if you listen carefully, you hear him saying, Be holy. For I am holy. Did you understand? And that's why I said you cannot get this on Christian TV. Only in Finland now there is a TV station that has volunteered to air it. And Germany. Right? And Germany. One big TV station is covering the whole Germany now. When they listen, they said, we want to air it for free. Free of charge. Only there. there. So write these things. It will help the church. Because this land needs revival. And this is the message that cleans out the moral decay you see in Botswana. So, number three. Every time the Lord speaks, He must always rebuke sin. Every time Jehovah speaks, if you listen very carefully, you will see him rebuking sin. Wow. Wow. Number four. Every time Jehovah speaks, even in the Old Testament, when you look at it carefully, you'll see him pointing at the coming Messiah. <laughs> In other words, you hear as if he's saying, Behold the Messiah cometh. Why? That you may prepare the way. In your heart. Can I finish with number five? Every time Jehovah speaks. Every time Jehovah speaks. He must always build the kingdom of God in the church. It makes you wonder what has been happening in the church. 
and this is the message that has brought forth the historic 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 in the whole bible that revival is historic this is the message that launched it in other words i feel that the lord is actually launching forth a historic revival in botswana also now are we on the same page? So what is the revelation then? That the Lord is bringing to the church in Botswana. Based on the mighty vision of the glorious wedding rings in the sky. What is the message? Now listen very carefully, precious people. The Lord our God, when He sent Jesus Christ of Nazareth to us to walk the earth, our dusty roads with His glorious feet. After the Lord Jesus had accomplished the work on the cross, look what happened. He came out and he took his disciples and on one occasion he walked with them outside the wall of Jerusalem towards the eastern gate then he went with them on the Mount of Olives and when he went to the Mount of Olives they climbed the western slopes of the Mount of Olives and then they went to the eastern slopes. Over, over there, there is a place called Bethany. So when they arrived at Bethany, then he did this. He blessed them. And after he had blessed them, then a cloud came and lifted him off and that cloud ruptured him and covered him inside and, and he went away you can imagine the disciples the Holy Spirit had not yet come and so the disciples they were in shock anxiety pain fear they were in that condition when two appeared two appeared and said men of Galilee why do you look so anxiously like this why do you look up so intently like this? Why do you look so fearfully like that? Know ye not. Don't you know 
that this same Jesus who has been taken away from you will come back in like manner <laughs> the Bible promises that the Messiah would come back now you are beginning to understand a little bit more why he has sent me here the Bible promises that if the Messiah went he must come back and in one of the scriptures the book of John chapter 14 verses 1 to verse 3 John chapter 14 verses 1 to verse 3 do not let your hearts be troubled trust in God trust also in me in my father's house are many rooms if it were not so I would have told you I am going there to prepare a place for you and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back to take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Hallelujah. Now listen to this. The Lord promised in the Bible. He promised that he was going to the Father's place to prepare a place for the church. And, and he said when he goes to the Father's place to prepare a place for the church, he would be back he would come back to text you that you too may be there that is the promise of the rapture of the church that is where he promised to come and text you that you can also be in heaven uh, we don't have time to read all of them but listen to this now the same bible when you read it it presents two coming backs two of them one of them is in the book of revelation chapter 1 verse 7 revelation chapter 1 verse 7 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelation 1.7 says, look, look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. 
bona weta ale mo marumi matho othe ata mona le ba le matho a thabilweng le dintho tsothe tsa le hatse ditlamo le badile dilela hela hela jalo amen now listen to me precious people everybody focus on me now in this type of coming of the Messiah he says when he comes all eyes will see him and he says even those who pierced him meaning even the enemies of God did you understand? He says everybody will see him. And if you look carefully, you see there is mourning, they mourn, they cry. Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. Hallelujah. Another coming of the Messiah. And he says, Behold, I come like a thief. Blessed is he who stays awake and keeps his clothes with him so that he may not go naked and be shamefully exposed. Listen to this. The first one we read, when he comes, everybody will see him. The second one, he comes like a thief. So which one am I bringing to you? By this vision of the two wedding rings. Which, come, which coming of the Messiah am I talking about? Listen to me, precious people. I am talking about the coming of the Messiah. When the Messiah comes like a thief. We need to be clear on that. So they may understand the treasure. Okay. And the gravity of the deliberations that are going on. Here. Okay, if I am talking about the coming of the Messiah like a thief. Then what is the message? What is the revelation from the wedding ring? Step by step. Because I want you to absorb and understand very well. I could have done like my predecessors have done. To walk in here and say, Behold, the Messiah is coming. And say, prepare the way, Botswana. Return to righteousness. Be holy. 
And then I walk away. And as I'm walking away, I would have said, and when all these things come to pass, then you, shall, then you shall know that the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I could have done that. But something tells me there is so much at stake. For the Lord to allow me to literally teach. Now listen to these precious people. What is the revelation? Number one. For me, in that vision, I said that when I looked at the mighty display, the exposition of the glorious wedding ring, I saw the Lord saying that look how much resources Look how much time. Look how much effort. I have put in. And look how much I have achieved. That's the first thing I said I saw. And so. What does the Bible call that day? Because we must line it up with scripture. The Bible calls the day when the Messiah comes like a thief. The Bible calls it the day of the wedding of the Lamb of God. The day of the wedding of the Lamb. And you are the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. Number two, step by step. And so, in the way the Lord presented it, you could almost feel his sense of achievement. In other words, look at this now. When you go in Botswana, you tell your son, maybe your daughter, a, a little baby probably, and you tell them, one day I will buy you a watch. And so they begin to anticipate for that. I'm just using this for you to get a little drop in an ocean of what this means to the church. Before we read the scripture. And so, and then one day you arrive with the watch. But you come and stand at the door. Let's say your son is called Johnny. And your daughter probably Mary. Or Joanne. Joanne. And you say, Joanne. Look what I have. Did you understand? What will the babies do? 
They will run to it. They will run to it. And so that is what the Lord is doing. He is saying, ever since the Messiah went to the cross and defeated death, the earth has been waiting for when he comes. And the Lord expects us that when He now tells us, Look what I have accomplished. Look what I got for you. He expects the waiting charge to run towards it. Did you understand the message? Before I give you the revelation in the scripture. The other thing, we always know that when there is going to be a wedding, even in the church in Botswana, then the rings, the rings are very key to the extent that many times the pastor will after doing the premarital council and then when it's now about to happen when yeah. he, know, he knows next weekend he must announce it the pastor will always call the young man and the young lady and especially the young man has this responsibility and you will ask him I am going to announce that wedding are you ready? because today as I go to church I am going to announce it and the young man will say yes I am ready and normally the pastor will fire back if you are ready wear the ring and when the pastor sees the ring the, the rings are now ready that wedding must now happen did you understand so when the wedding rings are ready, it in other words says that all the preparations have been finalized. Did somebody understand me? Now let us go then to scripture and see what does the Bible say about these wedding rings in the sky. Today your lives have changed forever. Today. Finish. Finish. Because of this message. Because as you are soon going to hear it comes with a lot of rebuke because that is how the Lord speaks 
Every time the Lord speaks, he must rebuke him. Why? Because he is holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, but let us go to the Bible and line it up with scripture and see what do we get on this message. The Bible celebrates the day of the wedding of the Lamb. And the scripture that celebrates is Revelation chapter 19. Turn with me to Revelation 19. The scripture that celebrates the day of the wedding of the Lamb of God. Revelation 19 verse 6 to 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelation 19 verse 6. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah. Listen to these precious people. He is describing the day of the wedding of the Lamb of God. And when he describes it, the first thing you pick out is that when that day arrives, there will be a historic celebration in heaven. Number two, a historic felicitation, joy in heaven. Number three, a historic jubilation in heaven. That's what he's describing. He says, like millions upon millions of heavenly hosts celebrating historic. Let us find out why are they celebrating. He's saying verse 7. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Now listen to me. He's saying that the entire celebration 
that you are seeing in heaven when that day arrives that the historic jubilation is for one thing is for one reason that that day has finally arrived what does that tell you long time in waiting great anticipation for many years and he says finally has come and when it finally arrives the entire heaven celebrates historic Again, number one, meaning they have waited for that day so long. Number two, he's saying that not only has that day arrived, but when they look at the bride, they find she's ready. They say that is the bigger reason for celebration. That when the day arrives, and they look at the bride, they say, wow, she's ready. So if you follow this conversation carefully, the celebration in heaven is anchored on the preparedness of the bride. Oh yes. You are beginning to understand why oh, I'm here. You now begin to understand why I'm here. This is a historic moment in the church. The Lord by bringing me to discuss this conversation with him. You can almost hear the Lord saying that you are the generation that prepares for the coming of the Lord. You almost hear him saying that you are the church that prepares for the joy of heaven. You are the church for whom the celebration in heaven is dependent. Oh yes, it's a very high calling. Can we continue first? Then verse 8, he says, fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear fine linen stands for the righteousness of the saints. Listen very carefully. Precious church in Botswana. Kenya has fed on this message for nine years. And that's why you see that historic revival. For you, today and tomorrow, 
are equal to nine years for Botswana. Because even the church in Botswana must prepare in equal measure. Equal measure. The Lord is not going to say, Ah, Botswana, you, you received it only for two days. I, I am going to lower the bar for you. <laughs> so you may jump over. No, no, no absolutely, absolutely not. So that's why this is intensive. Time has run out. So listen to this. What is the Lord saying here? He's saying that when the day of the wedding of the Lamb of God arrives, there will be historic celebration, jubilation, felicitation in heaven. And He says, when he listens to them, they are celebrating and saying, For our Lord God Almighty reign. It is as if that is the day that stamps their approval. Pa says, Surely the Lord he reigns. As if that is the day that affirms the reign of God. And listen to this now. In that celebration, if you look at the undercurrent, the underpinnings of the celebration, then you hear them saying that this whole celebration, historic, is because the day has arrived. And much more than arrived, it has found the bride also ready. And he's saying that when the bride is ready, she does not need a banner, a sticker. She does not need to write on the back, the back of the cloth, to write something, saying, ready. On the back, and say, bride ready. He's saying, no. He's saying, that when she's ready, heaven can simply look, look there. And when they will see her wearing fine linen, bright and clean, then they say, Aha, she is ready now. Did you understand that? This is a very powerful message. Because 
Because if you go to Spanish, Spanish. Spanish says lino fino, lino fino, fine linen, lino fino. That is Spanish. But when I took this message to Angola here, then I found that Portuguese was higher, was even better. Better than Spanish and English. Because Portuguese said, instead of saying lino fino, they say lino finissimo. Meaning the finest linen of all fine linen. Did you understand me? Did you understand me? You say not just fine linen. Because of the gravity of that day. It has to be the finest of all fine linen. And he says that by the way, that fine linen she wears bright and clean. Eh? He says, that is actually the righteousness of the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you now begin to understand the conversation the Lord is having with the church here. Now finally you understand. Finally, you can now understand why the Lord has sent me to Botswana. And when he sent me to Botswana, he has told me to go to the church. Go, go to the house of the Lord. And stand there and begin saying those pronouncements to them. Begin decreeing those oracles to them. What is the Lord saying in that vision of the wedding ring? The Lord is essentially saying that look, born, that day, when the day comes, the bride of Christ that enters the kingdom of God, the only way they will know she's ready, the church of Christ in Botswana, the only way they will know she's ready, is that when heaven looks at her, they will see she is wearing the righteousness of the Lord. And for the Lord to send me here and send me to the church and the nation of Botswana and tell me, go to the altar and tell them this. Tell them that the church that wears the righteousness of the Lord. That can only mean one thing. 
It has been lacking. There is a shortage. A very acute shortage of righteousness in the church. If there was righteousness in the church, ah, he does not have to send me. He has to tell me, go to the other one, is the one who has no righteousness. Listen to me, precious people. This message says, Listen, precious people. In other words, this message, the two wedding rings in the sky, they are screaming out to the nation. They are trumpeting to the church globally. That, hey, church of Christ, are you aware that behold, the dispensation of righteousness is here. Are you aware? Are you aware that you are the dispensation of righteousness? And you know, at times I want to cry. At times my tears, I feel like I need to weep very loud. Why? Because when I look at the love that the Lord is bestowing on you people, by engaging in this kind of conversation, it is as if I begin to wonder, how about those Christians who died, they, they lived a casual life like that casual and died and they were not even holy and died. How about them? They simply died living casual Christian lifestyle. What a tragedy. How about you now? Then I see now. But for these ones here, before anything happens, before the Messiah comes, before they die, he has come to say, Hey, righteousness. So the wedding rings in the sky. They are exalting the righteousness of the Lord. Listen to me, precious people. He's saying here that this message gives responsibility on the pastor. This message is re-discipling pastors today. How is he re-discipling pastors? He is telling them that listen to me pastors. This number one is the dispensation of righteousness. Number two you are the generation of righteousness. In other words, number three, he's saying 
earth. That the wedding rings in the sky. Um, they announce into the church. That look. You have responsibility. You must also prepare a garment. Did you understand me? He's saying, well and good, wonderful, powerful, that the wedding rings are ready. But it puts the burden on the church. Why? Because he says, when he was dispensing that message, he was saying, look how much effort I have put in. In other words, from when the Messiah finished the work on the cross, from that day on, heaven began to prepare. And we can see in the celebration of verse 6. When he says it is celebrated as indeed a day well awaited for. But he's telling the pastors. That if your churches, if your generation is the generation of righteousness. That is saying that your summons from today on have to line up with the righteousness requirement of the hour. Because of this hour. Yeah, otherwise, you are not in step with the Holy Spirit. Did you understand me? Did you see the kind of treasured message he has brought you? Because he's saying he will come like a thief. However, the standard of God will not change. Because in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14, 12 verse 14, he says, make every effort to live in peace with all men. And to be holy. And then he says, For without holiness, nobody will see the Lord. Did you understand the gravity of this? So can I now share a little deeper now. Can I now share deeper? Listen, precious people. We were reading Revelation 19 verses 6 to verse 9. But we only stopped at verse 8. So let us read verse 9. 
Yes, let us read verse 9 and then we'll see how treasured the gravity of this message in this. And he says, he says, verse 9, Then the angel said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited into the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he said, These are the true words of God. The devil is being uprooted from church. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you understand what he's saying? He's saying that my coming here today is essentially to redefine to the church what the blessedness of God is. Because the church in Botswana has been saying, I am blessed. I, I am blessed. I, I will bless you. I want, I want you to bless me. Blessing, 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 blessing. And that blessing, they have tagged it, they have anchored it on the good roads oh, yes. on the, you know they, they are marked more than the roads in Europe in Helsinki when I was coming from the TV station to the hotel we met potholes potholes but I haven't yet met potholes in Botswana. Bless me, bless me. I want to be blessed. But that blessing, Botswana, Botswana has anchored it on the earthly things. The people from Europe, the people from Europe, they came to Africa, Africa, and they found when we were worshiping the sun, we said, wow, it's too bright, it must be God. We were worshipping the moon, the big trees, the mountain, the rivers, and also the elephant. They said it's too big, this must be God. And then they told us, Stop it, stop it now. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, He has now already gone to the cross. Let us worship Him. And they began to build Christian schools. Christian Bible colleges. St. Mary's hospitals. St. Joseph's school. So they removed us from worshipping those things. 
basi mola ba rentsa mo go bamela medimo ya disetwae but in these days yano mo batatingana god is sending me back to europe because he found out that they have gone back to moon worship and, and they are worshiping the sun they are sitting with their backs facing the altar facing east they go for new age in india east facing east they are worshiping facing east and they are worshiping the big rivers and they are worshiping the light 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 they say wow we have no power failure and I told them that they are also worshiping good roads and good cancer hospitals that if I fall sick I will go to hospital I will be alright and so the Lord has sent me back there to, to tell them that hospitals are not God that good roads are not God that sometimes you need bad roads that you may worship the Lord listen to me somebody the church in Botswana I am redefining blessedness. He is saying that a nation that is blessed cannot be measured by good roads. Cannot be measured by income, the dollars. The, 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 the puller a nation that is successful that is blessed in the eyes of God can only be measured by the invitation to the wedding supper of the Lamb hey. Hey. Amen. the moment of truth those things the Lord knows you need them. How is it? The good roads. He knows you need this road. But if you turn around and you turn them into a golden calf. A golden calf. And the church in Botswana, you know, bless me, pastor, bless me. Bishop, please bless me. I want to be blessed. And the Lord told me, run there. There is a misunderstanding. There is a miscommunication going on there. Go there to the altar of the Lord and redefine for them blessedness of the Lord. And he's saying, 
Blessed are those who are invited into the wedding feast of the Lamb. Meaning those who enter. Why is the Lord saying so? Because he's saying the blessedness of the Lord is eternal. It is not something you get today and then you say, ah, I, I got it, but I have now I'm finished. I lost it. He's saying when God blesses you, Botswana. You enter the eternal kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of Botswana, you can live, let's say, 150. So let's say you are going to live 150. Then let's say the Messiah will not have come. At 150, you die. And if you look very carefully, if you reach 110, the quality of life may not be very good, right? But what I'm saying is this. The Lord is saying that after 900 trillion years are over, Trillion years are over. Eternity has not yet begun. So he's saying, it is worthy to invest in this kingdom. In other words, the Lord is saying here that you are so blessed, Botswana. Because today I have arrived with an invitation card inviting you to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he says, that that and that alone consigns and defines blessedness in the church. He says, look, God, I have seen the rings already. This is the invitation card. Please enter. And another message you need to understand is this. Someone like me, the Lord has already shown me the earth after the rapture. After the rapture, I have seen. And what I have seen, you don't want to know you want to know only one thing. He has put the wedding ring, he opened heaven and put the rings at the door. Meaning the Lord is saying, Church in Botswana, Church of Christ in Botswana, you just enter through this wedding. 
Don't go into philosophy. Do you believe in pre-tribulation? Do you believe in mid-tribulation? Do you believe in post? Get out of head wisdom. Get it and throw it out. You just prepare yourself and enter. Did you understand me? The human philosophy and theology Get it and throw it away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the best teacher is the Holy Spirit. Oh yes, oh yes. Which means the Lord is bringing, is anchoring the church back to the Holy Spirit. Let me share this. What is coming to Botswana? 